The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight Series. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 195 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. What's up, friend? How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad that you could join us tonight. Glad to be here on time for once. <laughs> and we're joined tonight, returning by our RawCast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. <laughs> you got more props and stunts than Bruce Willis? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, once again, the WrestleCast broadcast journalist himself, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Uh, always a pleasure to be here. Nice to be surrounded by greatness. That's not myself. <laughs> Glad that you could join us once again, man. Just letting everybody know the WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. So there's not much news going on this week. It's been kind of quiet in the wrestling circles. Uh, just give a big shout out to Impact Wrestling. Uh, it was a uh, Slammiversary was a big hit among the critics. So it looks like they may be trying to turn the corner over there with their product. So big shout out to Don Callis and Scott Demore and all those guys working hard over at Impact. So if you guys have some. I was actually impressed. It was actually it was a lot of matches that were impressive to me. Um the opener, for example, was great. They were Johnny Impact and them. They had that cruiserweight uh, X Division match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so everybody was giving it a lot of a lot of good praises and and you know they really were the talk of the uh the weekend. So you know, big shout out to T- uh, Impact. Excuse me. It's hard not to call them TNA because that's not their name anymore, but that's what everybody knows them as. So Impact, good job. So, Sam, we'll get right into, man, the review of Monday Night Raw from Cincinnati. All right. Here we go. The McMahons come out to cut a boring 20-minute promo. Stephanie and Triple H have the Raw locker room on the stage. They tell the women to come forward, and they announce the first ever in WWE all-women's pay-per-view. It will be in October. Uh, Matt and Bray cut a spooky promo where all they say is Cincinnati, and that scared me because Cincinnati is a scary place. Especially for black. <laughs> right? Uh, the B team are in the locker room going on about the women's pay-per-view and talking about stuff. So they have the uh, title rematch, Matt and Bray versus the B team. Uh, the Revival watched the match like normal people on the TVs backstage. The B team seem to be holding their own in the match. At one point, Bray lands a sick lariat on Bo. Which I even felt it from my seat. It was good to uh, see the brothers actually face off into meaningful right. action. <laughs> it's a yeah. You see Bray choking Bo is like you stole my mommy. <laughs> um, but um, I know you'll get this reference, Greg. But according to Vince, brothers don't fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's see, Matt Hardy hits the twist of fate on Curtis and Curtis on Curtis Axel and goes for the pin, but Bo Dallas breaks it up. Now this is a, this is a, this is a really weird thing, but I'm gonna try to describe it to you. Bray goes after him and Bo and uh, gets him in the corner, but Bo ducks and Bray hits the post, falls back on top of Matt Hardy, who then rolls him off. But while he's doing that, Axel rolls over Matt and holds his shoulders down and gets the three count. That took some coordination, because that was I have to actually give it to him for that. And uh, Curtis Axel was surprised that he pulled it off. Right. Uh, see, after the match, Matt and Bray golf clap for the B team, and they suddenly just attack them and leave them laying after a sister Abigail and twist of fate. So good, good for the B team. They are kind of, they are doing the thing where they're just like accidentally winning matches. Let's let's see how that let's see how long they can keep that going. Someone's going to come in and steamroll them. You can just tell. 
I hope not for a while, though. Well, you know, it, it'll happen. It'll be it'll be a minute. With some maybe like a maybe like the the whatever. No, the other one, the one that are on SmackDown, maybe they get traded over surprisingly and they just come in and just smack them. They no. just squash them. Sanity? No, the other ones, the, the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, okay. I don't remember what they, who they were. See, Finn Balor and Chad Cable are backstage also talking about the women's pay-per-view. Finn notices that people are walking by with his stuff. Yes, what's going on? Uh, they say that Constable Corbin says that he deserves his own locker room. Constable Corbin then appears with a children's playhouse with all of Finn's stuff draped around it. Uh, Hold on, to, talk for a minute. To me, it kind of looked like a it looked like a a, a doghouse, but you it was know. a playhouse. It was a children. I mean, I no, that's what it looked like, but it was a children's playhouse. Yeah, it was kind of like a double entendre to me. Like, huh? Yeah, Vince oh, is pretty much a doghouse. Yeah, Vince is pretty much telling you how he feels about Finn. Right. Uh, Corbin puts him in a match against Drew McIntyre. And see, we get a recap of the Sasha Bailey thing. Uh, Dasha interviews them, and they're going on about how they're glad to be best of friends again and how they're ready for their match. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus local competitors. The two jobbers in the ring are Samantha Simon and Karen Lundy, which is an ode to Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson. Dean Malenko's real name is Dean Simon. Arn Anderson's real name is Martin Lundy. In case you didn't know, in case you weren't aware. Uh, the match ends when Bailey hits a shiny wizard on the redhead, and Sasha puts her in the bank statement. Now, that was a good tandem, a tandem maneuver there. The two girls hug, and that's the end of that. No backstabbing and no hints or teasing of any friction. So I guess it'll be another year. Great. Boo. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and talks about the women's pay per view. Wow. He talks about Roman and Bob. He poses for a bit. Kevin Owens comes out. He calls Braun callous after what he did to him at the pay-per-view. He says Braun took everything away from him, so now he's going to take everything away from Braun. It was funny how he's like, like my, my kids see me limping around the house. They just think I'm pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He says he won the cage match at Extreme Rules, and Braun's problems have just begun. Constable Corbin comes out. He says what he did at Extreme Rules was technically legal in the cage match, but it was morally reprehensible. And it was funny because, like, Michael Cole was like, he threw him 20 feet off the steel cage. And then Cole says, yeah, gingerly. <laughs> uh, he says, Corbin has found someone to help him center himself. Ginger Mahal comes out along with Sunil Singh. He tries out some breathing techniques and some, you know, chants and stuff with Braun. Braun says, yeah, this isn't working. And it made me wonder, is he talking about the segment or Ginger's gimmick? Both. <laughs> He calls the Singh brother over to him to hold the microphone for him. He says he has a mantra of his own. He makes everyone close their eyes and repeat after him. Get these hands. Get these hands. He then attacks both Sunil and Jinder. At one point, Braun throws Sunil into Jinder, but he completely misses him, but Jinder sells it anyway and goes flying. Yeah. He 100% missed him. That's Jinder's thing, man. <laughs> You saw what happened at we'll the just, Greatest Royal Rumble. To, it was funny to watch, though. Let's see. Mickey James versus Natalia. At one point during the match, Natalia ducks under Mickey's strike, uh, slides around her, and gives her a six side Russian leg sweep like her uncle Brett. Uh, Mickey James kicks Natalia, and Natalia slides backwards and accidentally falls out of the ring. God, that was horrible. Uh, suddenly on the outside, Alexa attacks Natalia. Natalia clotheslines her, gets back in the ring, and Didi, Didi. Oh, she's on mute, is she? I'm here. She's I'm still here. listening. Yeah, I'm here. She gets back in the ring, and while she's <clears throat> distracted, hey! and gets the one, two, three. Everyone take a drink. That's lit. All righty. Dasha interviews Roman Reigns. He gives another scripted promo talking about how he's the most decorated superstar. And maybe just shout out, no one talks like this. <laughs> he says he's going to SummerSlam to get his championship back and whoop Brock Lesnar's ass uh, the drifters in the ring he plugs his album AOP come out we get oh this is this is the best thing of the night best segment of the night a Burger King commercial did y'all see this? <laughs> the yeah. Nakamura yeah 
Yeah, he's like, yeah, Shinsuke, Charlotte, and the King are playing poker. Charlotte gets the winning hand, or she thinks she does. Is about to drag the pot, but then the King stops her. He shows her his own winning hand, which is a Whopper and chicken sandwich. Oh, Ron Simmons is at the table. He throws his cards down and goes, "Damn, <laughs> that was that was so great. I love that commercial." Uh, AOP in the ring. They want some competition. They want someone who isn't Titus Worldwide. Uh, Titus Worldwide come down anyway. Titus tries to school the young punks. He tells them they could learn a thing or two from him. AOP asks, what well, can you learn us? How to fall down? <laughs> and he slap. Titus says that we all fall down sometimes, and I swore for a second he was about to bust out some Donnie McClurkin. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully for all our ears, he did not. Apollo explains that Titus is a great teacher and he showed him how to be an asset to his community and how to, uh, you know, get his finances in order, I guess. And do everything but win wrestling matches? Gotcha. (laughs) God. That's that's horrible, Don. Uh, Let's see. What the hell? Okay. Uh, AOP tells Titus to retire and my only thought was, my God, why did they get rid of Paul? These guys are horrible on the mic. I guess they like they gotta learn somehow, right? Because like initially, I thought it was just that Paul Ellering was just too old to be on the road. But I've read interviews where he said like, "No, I would be happy to to go on the road again." Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just got rid of him. Yeah, they just didn't feel like they needed him. Uh, Titus and Apollo attack AOP, and they take it to the young men, tossing them out of the ring. An actual good segment. Holy crap! Uh, Stephanie and Kurt are out by Steph's limo. Kevin Owens and Constable Corbin approach them. Kevin and Corbin blame Kurt for all of Kurt's misery at the hands of Braun. He requests a match against Braun at SummerSlam. He wants the Money in the Bank briefcase to be on the line. And he wants the match to go to happen under Quebec rules, which we all know that the title or whatever can change hands on a DQ. Stephanie thinks about it and agrees. Let's see, Mojo Raleigh versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, in the box interview with Bobby Roode talking about his issues with Mojo. Apparently they're beefing on Twitter or something. Uh, short match, Mojo wins with the sit-down Alabama slam. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. This match started out great. I would love to see this on pay-per-view. Balor hits the sling blade after missing the coup de grace. He goes for it again, but then Ziggler pulls him down, and that's the end of that. And all I have to say is, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> They start to assault Finn, but then Seth comes out for a save. Dolphin Drew hit up the ramp after running from Seth. Kurt Angle comes out and restarts the match, this time as a <clears throat> straight-up tag team match. We got a little <laughs> got a little Teddy Long in there. Holla, holla, uh, player. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the match starts out just slow and formulaic. Just uh, the bad guys isolate Finn. Eventually makes the hot tag, and Seth is a house of fire. Rollins super kicks Drew and goes for the pin. Ziggler breaks it up. Balor comes to, hits Dolph with a sling blade, but then Dolph hits him with a super kick. But then Seth returns the favor. Drew hits his own move. What is that move that, that Drew does? The Claymore. The kick? It's not the Claymore. What is it? The big how, boot he what, does? How does the Claymore look? He, like, hooks your arms and then just kind of, like, drops you or something. It's, like, a weird move that I, I don't remember seeing anybody from him before. Oh, no, that Claymore is his finisher. I don't know what he calls that. He, uh, the Iris, he calls it something. It's got to do something with, with where he's from. It's like a setup move or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It, look, it looks good, though. Uh, he hits that move on Seth, goes for the pin, but Seth kicks out. Drew and Dolph set, set, up, set Seth up for their tandem doomsday device type move. Seth counters. Rolls Drew out of the ring, knocks Dolph off the top rope, hits the curb stomp, and gets the pinfall victory. And again, uh, Balor trying to use his quickness, finally makes the tag. Here comes Seth, and Rollins sends McIntyre over the top rope. Here comes Rollins, suicide dive, driving Ziggler and McIntyre into the barricade. Seth is loving every single minute of it. If Seth can't beat champion, this is the next best thing. Beating up Drew and Dolph. Up the top. Soaring through the sky. Beautiful clothesline. Rollins looking to burn it down here in Cincinnati. 
Oh, look at the quickness oh. of McIntyre, but he still ran into the big boot by Seth Rollins. The athleticism and anticipation. Cover by Rollins to try to put McIntyre away and a kick out by Drew. Kick right to the midsection, McIntyre and Ziggler running interference. Rollins rolls up McIntyre. Kick out at two by Drew. Boom. Kick right to the face by Seth. Perfect. McIntyre's down and out for the victory. And Ziggler saving oh. the matchup. Man, Dolph came out of nowhere. Timing is everything, and Ziggler was perfect. Valor now. Sling blade to Dolph Ziggler, who's down. Oh, and a super kick oh. bar right in the face. Goodness. Kick to the midsection by Rollins. One of his own. McIntyre to stop. Rollins' momentum yeah, dead. He's like a wall. Oh, watch this. Watch like this. Wall. Walls don't do this. Holy God. Rollins face first. That's it. McIntyre into the cover. And Rollins kicks out. That is freaky power. Indeed, the WWE fans, I concur. This is awesome. Great tag team action. Oh, man, look Kudos at this. General Manager Angle for making this match. And now the double team by Ziggler and McIntyre. Rollins is in trouble, but Rollins fighting back. And look at Seth go. He's in a very Seth Rollins precarious. Oh, my. Sends McIntyre through the second rope outside the ring. Stop. To Ziggler. Cover. Hooks the leg. Rollins and Carolyn. win for Seth and Finn. It was incredible, but you saw Seth Rollins had the presence of mind to vacate the premise as soon as possible because McIntyre was looking for him. Pretty good. It ended up being pretty good, even though it started out really slowly. Uh, Dasha is backstage with Bob. She asks him how he's feeling having to face, uh, how he feels having to face Roman again after beating him at Extreme Rules. Uh, Bob says he is going to walk right up to Brock next week and tell him that he is the man he will be facing. And Brock better rest up because uh, there will be no sleep in Brooklyn, invoking the name of the Beastie Boys. Uh, Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan, decent match. Ember hits an STL and Liv goes for the pin, two count. Ember goes up for the Eclipse, but Liv blocks it and tries to go for a superplex. Ember blocks that, shoves Liv off, and hits the Eclipse. Nice. Yeah, Liv Morgan actually kind of stepped up in this match. She looked pretty good. Well, I noticed she kind of didn't in the last time they wrestled each other. Didn't they wrestle each other like two weeks ago or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I noticed he's gotten better. Let's see. Robot number one interviews Seth. He says, it's a great day because he got a win. The women's pay-per-view is happening. And he just had a great meeting with Kirk where he got a match at SummerSlam. He starts to walk away, but then robot number one asks him what the match was. He says, it's him and Dolph for the, for, and Dolph for the IC title. The Drifter appears. Kurt Angle comes out. He says, the Drifter can do a song because the people want to hear it. The Drifter warms up, starts his music, but then Bob appears. Yeah, asshole Bob. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Bob, the one contender match. The match goes generic. Very black. It didn't get exciting until the end. Bob hits the spear on Roman, goes for the pin, but this time Roman kicks out, unlike Extreme Rules. Sets up for a second spear. Roman interrupts with a Superman punch, goes for the spear, and Bob counters. Uh, Roman tries for the spear again and connects and pins Bob, and Roman Reigns is going to SummerSlam. It's Roman Reigns delivering those wicked clotheslines right to the side of the face and the neck of Bobby Lashley. Reigns just battering Lashley over and over again. And you can see the effect they're having on Bobby. Roman still doesn't have his bearings about him. You can see it in his eyes. Lashley. Oh, 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 cover to advance the stutter slam. No, oh, by Lashley. That was two and a half. It's the first time we've seen frustration on the face of Lashley. But I think he knows exactly what he needs to do. Yeah, Lashley was frustrated, but he put himself right in position to perhaps deal the final blow to Roman Reigns. Look at Bobby stalking Roman Reigns. The laser focus, not taking his eyes off of Reigns. Lashley going to be looking for the home run, the spear that picked up the victory at Extreme Rules. Bobby could taste Brooklyn. Reigns slow to his feet. Still weary. Roman Reigns with a Superman punch. Cover 
power to go to SummerSlam. Lashley powers out at two. Stalking Lashley. Oh, that oh, was a punch again. Lashley caught him. No. Oh, he caught him with a right. Looked like Lashley was setting him up for another belly to belly, and Roman caught him with a right hand. And now Roman sent wow. through the oh, side, and he landed hard. Roman first. landed hard on the side of his head and neck. Yeah, I think he hurt his neck. Yeah, Roman may have a stinger. Lashley, spare! Bobby Lashley with a spare! Here's the cover on Rage to go to SummerSlam! No! Did he get it? No! A kick out by Rage! You gotta be kidding me! Superman punch! Rage with the interception! Lashley still standing, at least for now. Went for the spear. Oh, Lashley right. countered. Spear! Caught him! Cover by Rage! Rage is going to SummerSlam! Here's your winner, Roman Reigns! Roman Reigns gets his wish. A date with the Beast Brock Lesnar in four weeks in Brooklyn. Roman Reigns feels like he should be the Universal Champion already. Well, guess what, gentlemen? He now has the opportunity to prove to the world that indeed he should be. Yay. (laughs) And that is your Monday Night Raw, ladies and gents. Thoughts, thoughts? Uh, Let's bring Miss Didi Jonet in. Miss Didi? Uh Uh-huh. Give yes, us your sir. give us uh, give us your thoughts on um, the announcement about the all women's pay per view. Fifty women will be uh, involved, uh, apparently past, present, and future. So just talk about uh, that as you know how far our, the women's revolution has come. Um, I think it's definitely a historic moment. I think, especially since they weren't the first ones to do it, but they have waited until. They have a lot of women on the roster. They have SmackDown. They have NXT. They have Raw. They have um, your girls from the Mae Young Classic. So they have a lot of talent to draw down on. I know they said something like all three titles will be um, on the line. And since they'll be doing something with older, the older um, superstars, I guess maybe, I don't know, a vintage mini Royal Rumble maybe? Who knows? I don't know. A better Royal or something I don't know, but I, I, and it's just like, it's a little on the nose to have it in October, which is Women's History Month, but that's fine. It's almost like having an all-black pay-per-view in February, but I'm not going to be picky about it. It's wonderful. It works. I still need women's tag. I'm okay with it if it's not separate branded tags. Like, if they're just like, nope, you have to fight to be number one contender. There's just this one, but at least it would give the other yeah, women right. something to look forward to. Because, like, why? Why is Sasha and Bailey tag teaming against these other girls? There is no tag division for women. What are, What are we doing? Are they going to go to 205 Live? <laughs> Do they even have tag titles? <laughs> no, yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's it's they keep they always have done women's tag matches, but they never mean anything because there is no title. So I think hopefully by October. Even if that's when they like crown the inaugural one, maybe that would be lit. But I, I'm gonna need a women's tag. Uh, some news from Stephanie McMahon. Um, she said that she is hearing you, but right now is is not quite right the timing. But she does hear you, and it's something that is in the works eventually. I, I don't really have time for eventually. The slaves got free eventually. What are we talking about here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eventually, it could be anything. Eventually, it could be next month, next year, five years from now. I don't have time for eventually. Eventually, so, you'll get a raise on. Yeah. How would you feel? <laughs> yeah. Right. Thankfully, yeah. I know it's, it just happened July 1st. So I'm. Hey. <laughs> got 11 but months if they t- to go. But if, they, but if they tell you, you know, August 1 eventually, and you got to wait till July 1st, <laughs> shit ain't sweet. You know what it's I mean? It's going to happen in August. I'm not telling you which year, but it's August. Right. right. And August. Not this one, but one oh, of them. Gross. Right. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I hope they get this sooner rather than later. Okay. So I hear, I was hearing rumblings on Twitter, like one of those, like, well-known belt makers are saying that like he's heard that they, they put the order in 
So, but then again, it could just be it could just be BS. Who knows? Oh yeah, but right. he's like one of the he's one of the more respected belt makers. Who knows? I don't know. It just it would. I think it would be good business. Yeah, but only if like they were the only just one and not like separate. Yeah, I think I there should be one. Monsters. I think there should be one. I think it makes sense to have to yeah, be the number one contender. They have co-branded pay per view, so it doesn't matter yeah, at this point. Since the, especially since the pay per views are co-branded, like yeah. They should actually have it's all the titles. Easy. It's easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. It's right there for you. Right. Um, well, like, I- decide who you want to do, who you want main event in, and then decide who you want in tag. You're probably going to put Naomi in tag because, you know, and Uso. That's what they do. Like, it's not that it's not hard. Well, you're up if you're ready to go into your SmackDown Matters report. Yeah, man, I guess. Whatever. Things happen. <laughs> Things they happen. <laughs> That's my answer to everything. They were in Indiana. Um, is it Evansville? Yes, Let me ma'am. pull it up. Evansville, yes. A limo arrives and it's Miz, the Mrs. and their little baby, Madison? Madison Rain. I was right! Of course their name is Madison. Could you be more of a stereotype? <laughs> Um, but they Jeff named Hardy, the TNA girl, huh? They named her no, the no, TNA no. Girl? It's Monroe Sky. Excuse me, that's what it is. Oh, Monroe. Monroe. It's, it's it's still basic, but I'm sure it's a very cute baby. Um, Randy Orton's around, and before he talks, we get highlights of last week's ass kicking and ear ripping of Jeff Hardy. Um, he's heard all the theories as to why he attacked Jeff, and he even drops the one off SmackDown top ten. Orton did what he did because of y'all. He said the fans, but I'm going to say y'all. Orton says he's busted his ass for 16 years. He's the one constant in WWE. He said, fuck John Cena. Everyone eats at the table. He said, first of all, we all know he ain't said no damn table because he doesn't do chores. <laughs> Let's be clear. But he says he gets no respect. Why is that? Is it because he doesn't act like an idiot like Jeff or changes merch every two months like John Cena? Boom, most because that's big facts. Why John Cena got different colorways? Maybe because he shit some people's bags. Who knows? I mean... It's because all lives matter. That's why. Basically. Basically. But then again, it is a WWE, so that's not why. Or is it because he's not an indie darling? That might be it. Or because he didn't steal a hand gesture. Boom, roasted. He said he learned from the best and paid his dues in front of millions. He started as a legend killer, but the true legend killers are the fans. He won't let them win because he's a real legend and will destroy all who they love, starting with Jeff Hardy. And when he's done, Jeff will not return. He will end his career. He can't wait to write Jeff's final chapter. Call him what you want, but just make sure you remember RK. Oh, Ooh, I burped. I'm sorry. That's how much I cared. The fans seem to like it on the interwebs. How did y'all care about it? As far as the promo, it was a good promo. It's just it a person like delivering out of their way to try to get people to boo Randy Orton, which people won't do. They're never gonna do it. They, they, love, they love them some. They love them some. Some all lives matter. I don't even know if they love him so much as they really go off for the RKO. But I don't know. He's gonna have to stop doing it. But like, I've never seen anybody like legit just go up and Randy Orton without the RKO. It's almost like. When Fandango's around, is it like, do we love Fandango or do we just love his entrance music? We just love his entrance music. Yeah, you see, because you see when they took it away from him, that he was like, eh. Certain things are, are what you need. So, I guess that's it with um, Mr. All Lives. Next is Rusev versus Andrade, Stan Amos, Lana, and Selena Vega are arguing, and then they brawl on the floor. Aiden arrives and Vega runs him into Lana. Almost hits the DDT, a hammer-like DDT off a distraction. What? Distraction. And picks up the win. Lana and Aiden argue backstage until Rusa breaks it up. He teases that maybe neither of them are good for him. Ooh. Next, for some reason, our truth has a match with Samoa Joe. <laughs> wow, he still signs. Wow. You don't get his money. Joe attacks at the bell, but R-Truth fires up and gets to run wild for a little bit. However, Joe quickly cuts him off and chokes him out. And that's that. Say, little Jimmy, save me. Backstage, Oscar 
um, cuts a promo about her match tonight with Billy Kay and the women's pay-per-view, but about tonight, she's going to kill Billy Kay. It's great. So, Asuka hits a dropkick, pop-up me, and the Shining Wizard for a two-count. Um, Donald's bestie, Peyton, tries to help, but fails. And Asuka lays in kicks and gets the pin on Billy Kay. Yeah, we got denied a distraction on that one. Oh, You said distraction, that counts. Hey. <laughs> Nakamura sends a warning to Jeff Hardy. Why is everybody being mean to Jeff Hardy? Can is it you, because of those last drug charges? Can you ear me? Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking on Tuesday. <laughs> or did I just come home like, I don't know, something happened. I certainly did not hear him say, did you ear me? That is... He's just so good at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, backstage, Miz and his family are taking photos. Um, Paige arrives and says she's here to reveal the challenger for AJ Styles at SummerSlam. She praises the SmackDown women and hypes the Evolution pay-per-view. She brings out AJ. Everybody loves him. He thanks them for the warm reaction. He says he's a husband and a father. And oh, somehow God, that please. has something to do with Evolution pay-per-view. It, it, it made him think cool. of his daughter... And that oh, she can God. do anything in life. He's proud to work for the WWE and is proud to defend the most prestigious title in the world at SummerSlam. It's very like, is this about you and your baby? Is this about you women or you? Is this because you have soccer mom here? Thanks to Stephanie McMahon, you can go to college, Did you think Were you aware of this? Wow. Is that what he said? You can, thanks no, to Stephanie like, McMahon, my baby saying, didn't go to college. Yeah, he was basically saying thanks to, thanks to Stephanie McMahon and the women's pay-per-view, my daughter can be somebody. Well, listen, it, it's never wrong to suck up to your boss. Okay? <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but more to the point of SummerSlam, he signs a contract and he don't even know who the opponent is because he's the best in the business. He don't need to know all that. So, for whatever reason... Because he wants the title. What? What title? He said he beat AJ. Oh, he did beat AJ three times in the past. Yeah, James Ellsworth. That sure did happen. Uh Is that the last time AJ lost to Ellsworth? (laughs) Maybe maybe that's the deal he cut. He was like, I do this. I want 12 months. Fuck out of here. But anyway, he says the fourth time is the charm. It is like, hell no. Ellsworth says he'll make it quick. Paige calls him a joke. Ellsworth runs down Paige. So Paige fires him. See, kiss up to your boss. He told Paige that nobody can understand what she's saying anyway half the time. <laughs> <laughs> she just British. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Considering he don't have no chin and nobody can understand. You're not men. White man. Anyway, security carry. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sounded loud to me. Security carries Ellsworth off and removes him from the building. Oh, but Joe... Oh, Samoa Joe arrives and chokes out AJ Styles. Then he signs a contract claiming his title shot. Oh, God, wait, guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh. oh my God, even that, that's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe on AJ Styles in the Coquina Clutch center of the ring. What, what the hell is happening? It was an ambush. Samoa Joe trying to put the WWE champion to sleep. So attacked AJ Styles from behind. There was no try about it, Philip. Styles is out cold. Wait. Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Samoa Joe just signed his name on the SummerSlam contract. AJ signed it earlier. Does this mean it's It's official. Joe walks back. Then he grabs the mic and starts raining down Roman Reigns again. He's like, hey, I thought of a few more during that week that I didn't see you. (laughs) I'm sorry, Didi, go ahead. He's dedicated to it. It's fine. We love a good Simone shade. Uh, Joe walks backstage and meets with Paige. She isn't happy about how he signed the deal. But Joe says what he did was what? Phenomenal. Carmella arrives and complains about Ellsworth being fired. Paige tells her she's money to go and buy since she has money right because Mella is money go and buy a new boyfriend 
Carmella says she'll beat Becky right now. Uh, if Becky wins this match, she gets a title shot. Becky gets an enziguri and heads up top, misses the leg drop, and then Carmella hits a super kick for two. However, Becky gets her into the disarmor and Carmella taps. So that's that. Becky gets a title shot. I don't know if it's at SummerSlam or just next week on SmackDown, but it'll be at SummerSlam. We shall see. So what does everybody think about uh, Chinsuke Nakamura giving the heave <sighs> Too soon, man. I was hoping he'd get a chance to stay around a little he bit longer. He I'm come sure he'll be back, back next sure. week. No, I'm no, sure he'll gone. be back. He's done. He's done. Is he? out a contract, yeah. right? It was just per date. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I think he ran his course already. I mean, yeah. he'll be back eventually. I'm glad he got a chance to at least run with Carmelo with the title since, you know, if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have it. That's really abrupt. I don't know. I don't need him around. The fact that he doesn't have a chin bothers me. But I need his <laughs> exit to be a little bit better. Planned out a little more nicely. But anyway, the Bludgeon Maybe Brothers. I don't care about Ellsworth anymore. Maybe he can borrow but, some of Tessa Blazer's chin. She has plenty. That's not how that works. I've seen chin implants. The shit is amazing. <laughs> let, me, let, let me tell the world right now. You're not ugly. You're just poor. That's all. A good <laughs> surgeon can fix it. All of it. Any and all of it. It's amazing. But anyway, the Bludgeon Brothers promised to bludgeon the winners of the tournament at SummerSlam. There's a tag tournament. I don't know if you know about it. I don't know if you know about it. Um, this match is the New Day, specifically Biggie and Xavier versus Sanity. Specifically, not Eric Young, but the other two. <laughs> Big, I don't know the most. I guess Big E gets tagged in and starts suplexing Wolf around the ring. Eric, what? Distracts Big oh, E. But Woods and Kofi fight off Young and Dane. They hit the midnight, air, the midnight hour, New Day does, and picks up the win. Hey, post-match, our favorite foreigners, the bar, arrive and miss being the tag champions. They plan on winning the tournament and winning the championships. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you it was good to I'll see Cesaro. True. I really didn't remember not seeing them until I saw them. I yeah, I was thinking about them the other day. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen the bar in a while. What, where do they go? Do they? And I got apparently they went to SmackDown. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Paige has hired a random Sankara to babysit Mrs. Kidd. Is it not the real Sankara? It's it's the real Sankara. It's uh, just like a random, just a random, like, oh, you, Sankara, come here. He's probably good with babies. You know he'll protect her. <laughs> Anything pop off. Yeah, Monroe is super safe. Whose hands are you more afraid of, Sankara's or Braun Strowman's? Truthfully speaking, Sankara. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, he put, probably used to put some on the kneecap, get him down to size. Shit ain't sweet. Them little ones know how to fight sometimes. Like, they've been through things. But anyway. Do just go around punching people, hitting people in, in the buses and stuff? No, Sankara has never started a fight. He's just finished them. <laughs> oh, he just right. ended them. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's undefeated in catering. And Seamus is back. <laughs> the fact that he be Seamus of this. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. Anyway. Um... He and Maurice refuse. Oh, they don't want Sankara babysitting their kid. I guess, you know, deportation and all of that. So they decide to bring the baby into the ring. Ms. and Maurice arrive to hype their new show. He runs down Team Hongo for being dead and praises his wife and daughter. Maurice gets on the mic and says that the evolution really started with her and hypes the new show. Ms. puts over the show as something truly special and puts him and his wife over huge. Then... Because he's an asshole. He claims that his daughter has done more than Daniel Bryan has ever accomplished. <laughs> Miz claims the mention of Bryan has put Monroe's guy to sleep. They run a sneak peek of the show. It ends up being an embarrassment reel of Miz's mistakes and career lows. Oh, that wacky Daniel Bryan strikes again. He's backstage, says it looks great. He then says he wanted to air something a little different. Then he heads to the ring. Security tries to stop him, but Daniel Bryan kicks their asses. He politely undoes the ref, the red velvet rope, and Miz tosses the fake baby. At him. It wasn't his real baby. Wait, he tosses the fake baby at him. Fight them with the baby. Fuck your baby! Shouldn't have had him in a ring. 
Listen. What an asshole Daniel Bryan is. What a heel. Rules is rules. Why your baby in the ring? If you're not if you're not ready to fight with the baby, take your baby out the ring. Then it's safe. But anyway, it's a fake baby. He lays them out with a skull crushing finality. Finale. Wow. Miz says he knew this would happen, and the baby backstage was an actor. And then Miz reminds fans to tune into his show next. Please welcome an infant who, in her short life, has accomplished more than Daniel Bryan since his return. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Monroe Sky! Oh, clap, Byron. of Daniel Bryan has put Monroe into dreamland. So if I can everybody use their lower voices. Daniel just wants to be part of the party. Turnabout's fair play after all Miz has pulled on Miz TV lately against Daniel Bryan. A funeral for Team Elmo. Daniel Bryan was not invited. Sometimes surprises are good. Thank God. Got A-list security out here. Spotlight? You want to try to steal my spotlight? I knew, I knew your eagle could handle me being in a main event, celebrating, having a huge party. It always has to be about Daniel Bryan. But everyone realizes now that it was all a ruse. I fooled you all. This is a baby doll. That baby backstage was an actor. An actor. Do you really think that I would bring my precious little angel to a city like this? Now your face is in the mat. <laughs> and if you want to see Monroe Sky, you can tune in right now to Ms. and Mrs. on the USA Network. Because I guarantee it will be... Awesome! Boy, you gotta agree, even for the Miz, that was low. That's it, folks. That was your Smacky Danny for the week. That was that was the whole show. Well, two hours. Get like me. Oh crap! Well, yeah. If it was a, uh, if it was raw, I would be I would be done. But the show would still continue. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That was a fun SmackDown. I liked it. I liked it a lot. That's it. No more feedback, Sam. Anything? I didn't watch it, but okay. I did read. I did listen to podcasts about it. Okay. But, yeah. yeah but, uh, guys, this is the part where I get off. All right. Thank you. Shout out some. I'm on here. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Classic somewhere out there in the ether. Shout out to Lady Nikki. Uh, shout out to the Nacho Friends podcast. Really cool podcast that I listen to sometimes. Uh, and shout out to uh, Scarfinger and the rest of the Geeks Gone Raw collective. Chase and all them. Uh, and that's about it. I will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. All right, Miss Didi Jonay, we're going to talk about some Lucha Underground. I missed that too. That's what I was getting high. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Jake Strong wrestles Sammy Guevara. Guevara kicks Strong away and climbs into the balcony. Sammy then does a moonsault on the Jake from the balcony. 
Sammy then lays in repeated super kicks, but back in the ring, Jake gets his ankle uh, of Guevara and Sammy Guevara taps. Antonio wanted to fire Vinny Massaro as soon as he took over, but he didn't because if Dario kept him around, there may be some talent under that dirty tracksuit. Antonio has a pizza delivered to him in the ring and it's pineapple. <laughs> so he says he wants to have a sacrifice. So, of course, that leads to Matanza Cueto versus Vinny Massaro. We get a headbutt by Matanza, wrapped the gods onto the pizza, and that's that. The pizza guy steals Vinny's wallet, but then he gets choke slammed by Matanza, and he also gets sacrificed. Antonio arrives and decides to mix, mix things up. He's going to make this a three-way, and we have a trios match first, and the winners will move on to the Gift of the Gods championship match. So the teams are Son of Havoc, Ivelisse, and the Mac versus Desmond mm-hmm. X, Dragon Azteca Jr. and King Cuerno. Son of Havoc hits the Sasuke special onto the pile of bodies on the outside. Back in, uh, Son of Havoc heads up top, but he gets cut off, and King Cuerno hits the thrill of the hunt for the win. After the match, Mill Murchis arrives and lays out Son of Havoc, Ivelisse, and the match. So we move on to our Gift of the Gods title match between Desmond X, Dragon Azteca Jr., and King Cuerno. Desmond dives out of the balcony and wipes out Dragon Azteca and King Crano. Uh Yeah, he was like um, over one of those entrance ways. He was probably about, I don't know, probably about 15, 17 feet in the air. And he did like a running tope off of that thing. Like he didn't just do like a moonsault or anything. He kind of like ran forward about four steps and then dove off in the tope. So that was pretty sick. Uh, back in the ring, Desmond gets up top. And the spinal tap, the spiral tap, excuse me, misses. Dragon Azteca and Desmond work back and forth up top until Dragon Azteca hits a wheelbarrow driver off of the top and picks up the win. So Dragon Azteca is your gift of the gods champion. Cool. Okay. So is Dragon Azteca, I'm really acting like I've never seen Lucha Underground before. Is he like a bad guy? No, he's the good guy. He's the young kid who was running with Ray Mysterio Jr. last year. That Ray was like trying to, the one who was trying to figure out, like, I know Matanza killed my dad and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's him. Got it. Uh, this part would have creeped you out. We see the beaten carcass of Marty the Moth being dragged around. Mary hey. Poso wakes him up and says, and Marty says that he was dreaming of Melissa Santos. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mary Poso says he needs to focus. But Marty says he wants to take Pentagon's, he wants to take out each and every one of Pentagon's teeth for breaking his arm. Mary Posa tells him he needs to beat Pentagon for the title because he's destined for greatness. And then, of course, he does that maniacal laugh that that he does. <laughs> so that was that was Lucha Underground for this week. This week, the WrestleCast is being brought to you by Busted Tees. It's still summertime. So you guys need to go ahead and get you some cool t-shirts to represent around the pool and the cookout before the fall comes and we have to start wearing our jackets and long sleeves. So go to CSPN.us, click on the menu that says support the podcast, scroll down to Busted Tees. Go to Busted Tees, do your shopping as you normally would, pick out a t-shirt or two or three, and some of your purchase will come back here to the WrestleCast to make sure the podcast is free each and every week. So Busted Tees through CSPN, do it today. Didi, hey, we had yes, a, a monumental occurrence happening on NXT this week. Why? Yes. So Adam Cole, baby, wrestled Sean Maluda <laughs> to start off the night. Maluda tries to fire up, but he flies into a super kick, and Adam Cole hits the last shot, and Adam Cole gets the win. After the match, Adam Cole, baby, he gets the mic, and he's <laughs> about to put himself over, but King Ricochet arrives. Ricochet is impressed that Cole didn't run from a fight, but of course, it was only a non-title match. Ricochet puts over Cole for all the success he's attained, but he also knocks him for doing nothing since winning the North American title. Ricochet wants a title match at TakeOver, but Cole doesn't want to lower himself to fight Ricochet. Ricochet calls him a coward, and that was the ticket to piss off Cole. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong arrive, and they try to use the number games, but the War Raiders are here to stop that. Undisputed Eric try to find another way out, but Mustache Mountain appears behind them, and they brawl until Undisputed Era eventually escaped. Mm. Yeah, that was a really cool little opening segment. Uh, Ricochet showing some good mic skills. 
improving. And uh, Adam Cole is just a beast in ring and on the mic. So that was fun. Then earlier in the day, William Regal set up a contract signing for Shayna Baszler and Kari Sane. Baszler immediately runs down Kari Sane, calling her a shell of a woman that defeated her in the first Mae Young Classic. Baszler reminds Kari that she's now taking control of the women's division. Kari wants no part of this and takes and signs the contract and says that I know it and you know it that I can beat you. This amuses Shayna, who mocks Kari for dressing like a pirate and living in a fantasy world. <laughs> she also, Shayna does, takes shots at Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Kari Sane repeats that she will win in Brooklyn, while Baszler says that all we'll hear is and still NXT Women's Champion. Uh, we get some clips of EC- EC3 and Velveteen Dream's recent issues, and next week, EC3 will face Kona Reeves. Lacey Evans face Tanella Price. Lacey Evans trips Tanella up and hits a slingshot elbow drop and a neck breaker. Price tries to fight back, but the women's right connects and Lacey Evans gets the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the best parts of the night. Bianca Belair is interviewed backstage and she's asked about her injury. She doesn't really talk about what went on with her injury. She just says that she wasn't able to compete in the match because she's injured. But she says mm-hmm. one thing that everybody needs to know is she has nothing to prove because she's undefeated. You hear me? Undefeated. Now, <laughs> she said she's been giving these girls a few. She's going to give them a few more weeks to get their stuff together. But they're going to find out today that she is undefeated. That was fun. <laughs> so Shayna Baszler is coming out of the uh, little contract signing room. And she was asked about the worst exchange at the contract signing when all of a sudden Candice LeRae arrives and dares uh, Shayna to talk trash to her face. Oh. Candice LeRae would be your favorite if you watch NXT on a regular because she it, on site when it comes to Shayna. I love that. <laughs> Shayna says that she's just pretending to be tough and dares Candice to slap her. But Candice is being held back by one of her friends. Mm. Let her go. Let her fight. <laughs> And the immortal words are bad for making the band. Let them fight. Our main event of the evening. Aleister Black versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. Tommaso Ciampa pulls up the pads on the floor. Aleister grab and he grabs Aleister Black, but the ref stops him. Then the ref gets pulled down onto the exposed floor. The black mask connects and Aleister Black covers and he gets like a 10 count. Alistair Black checks on the ref, but Ciampa uh, rakes his eyes and Ciampa grabs the NXT title. Then Johnny Gargano arrives and superkits Ciampa and grabs the title, and, but in doing so, he accidentally hit Alistair Black. <sighs> Tommaso Ciampa recovers and he hits a sit-out pedigree and Tommaso Ciampa is the new NXT champion. Tommaso Ciampa hey. makes the ref put the belt on him as he celebrates the championship. <laughs> Tommaso, you shock the NXT universe by becoming the NXT champion. Describe what this moment means to you. you know who I didn't shock? Huh? I didn't shock myself. I've been saying it for a long, long time. I'm the main event. I'm number one. I'm untouchable. This is proof. This isn't a we story. This isn't an us. I, me, I'm the greatest sports entertainer of all time. And now, with this, do you know what this means? NXT just became the A show. And then he did to Chris Jericho when he walked up the ramp. He made him raise his hand like twice. Raise my hand. Raise my hand. <laughs> so. Tommaso Ciampa is the new NXT champion. Oh, this was so well done. It was, it was, it was just amazing. The match was amazing. Johnny coming in, trying to be the hero, and then fucking up and allowing Tommaso Ciampa to win, which which was the one thing he said couldn't happen, and now it has happened. Uh, so many things are going to be coming out of this. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Hopefully they don't do a triple threat. Hopefully we can keep this uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa thing one last time. But with the belt, oh, 
at SummerSlam. <laughs> if you if you ladies do go to that, I'm gonna be so jealous. Uh well, we'll see. Yes, I'm going to be so jealous because that's gonna if it's Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in whatever match for the title, the blow off last match, oh man. It's gonna be a religious experience in that building. Whatever they do. So another good addition at NXT, just you know, continuing to be fast paced, good uh promos, good matches, building up some people. Uh, the Shayna thing was really good with Kari Sane. And then, of course, Candice LeRae kind of off to the side. So if, you know, Kari doesn't get it done, Candice LeRae is going to be right there waiting in the wings. So I like the way that they're kind of having Shayna have two programs at once. That's kind of new for the women. So I like what they're doing there. So I really like this edition of NXT. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good. So, um on that note, Miss Didi, that's a wrap for us this week. So Sam's give gave his shout out. So it's time for you to give your shout out. Um, Mel, because Mel always gives shout outs. Classic, because why not? My work wife, um, Greg, you, Jade, Angelina, was sleep though. Uh, I walk less because of what happened last week. I may or may not have been snoring, but nobody could tell. You did a great job editing. Shout out to you, Don. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. I like to thank my co-host here at the WrestleCast, my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, our broadcast reporter, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, and of course, our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. Give a shout out to everybody who joined us in the broadcast this week. We was trending, y'all looked up during the opening segment and we were like number eight in the trending topic. So thank y'all for, you know, supporting and and sharing your commentary with color each and every week. Everybody who was in the SmackDown matters live tweet this week. Thank you as well to the wrestle base and the glow. We can't do it without y'all appreciate you. And uh, yeah, congratulations on the all women's pay-per-view. I know it's going to be really cool in October when that does come up to see just who they select as far as the past um, Trish and Lita, of course, but who else is going to be in there? I heard Best Phoenix is maybe going to be doing some commentating. So, oh, no thanks. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. So again, thank you for everybody who listens to the WrestleCast each and every week. Check out the brand new episode of Cast a Strong Style. If you're into New Japan, uh, me and Anwar Starwin talk about nights four through seven of the G1. So we've got some really good matches that took place and a really cool angle that took place between Tamatanga and uh, Kenny Omega. So uh, if you're into New Japan or you want to try to keep up with the G1, can't watch every match. To check out Cast a Strong Style. We got a good block of uh, matches there we reviewed for you. So, on that note, for Didi Jonay, Samuel Kalunga, and Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 195 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. The way I see it, it doesn't matter if it's Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley, or Brock Lesnar. Because sooner or later, a monster is gonna come calling. Because I have this. I can't believe it. You callous, callous son of a... You th- I thought what you, after what you did to me at Extreme Rules, after throwing me off the top of a cage through an announce table 20 feet below, you think you'd just come out here like nothing happened and talk about the Universal Championship?
guess what, Braun? I won our steel cage match at Extreme Rules. I won! I have nothing left to prove but you. <laughs> you. Your problems have only just begun.